and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are excited because Arizona men's basketball will be playing at Duke on Friday. What time, Jason? Five o'clock, I Five o'clock-ish <laughs> in that ballpark area. So we're here to preview that game. Uh, but before we do, we have a message from our basketball sponsor, Andrew, 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 Andre Veras, Longview Insurance and Investments. As basketball season begins, so does a new sense of hope and excitement in our community. You may be looking forward to March already, but the journey is just as important as the destination, Jason. At Longview Insurance and Investments, they understand that a better future starts with planning and preparation today. They pride themselves on being a trusted partner for your financial future. Start your journey today. Visit their website at www longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. It is Andre, by the way, Andre Veras. Sorry about that. Anyway, we're excited. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Now to the rest of the podcast, Duke. Boo. You know how I feel about Duke. You love them. Um, I. You're full of love. People might think that I have a heart full of hate, but I'm an Arizona basketball fan. You have a heart full of love. If you are a basketball fan of Arizona Wildcats, you do not People may think like I have a heart full of Duke. hate. I, well, I, I mean, I realize I had a, a tweet about People how I... People may think I'm a spiteful bitch, but I... <laughs> I despise UCLA. Obviously, I hate the scummies. And I really, 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 really hate Duke. Just like any good Arizona fan. So you can kind of tell where I'm leaning, where we're going with this podcast. Um, how big of a game really is this for Arizona, Jason? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, look, there's two avenues to look at this, right? This is a very big fan. fan. This is a very big game for the fans. Like, the fans are very excited. I am very excited. You are very excited. Anyone that has been around these neck of the woods in Tucson, Arizona, is, Tucson, Arizona. Uh, is very excited about this game. But at the end of the day, it's the it's second, the second game, game, of the game of the season, guys. Um, if Arizona wins, you could talk some smack and you got yourself feeling good and all that. Uh, but they still have to go and play Southern on Monday, right? Right. Um, you know, and... It, it's look like it, it's a. I think it's a big game for us. It's a big game for Wildcat Authority fans, etc. It's a big game to kind of judge where this team is at the early part of the season. Um, you know, I, I think Tommy Lloyd said it best. If they win, it's a good win that'll help their resume and they'll learn from it. And if it's a loss, it's a loss to a really good basketball team and they'll learn from it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's. It's fun. It's nice and all that, but is it like the biggest game ever? No, not at all. But we're gonna hype it up like we're it gonna is. hype it up. Also, a lot of people are very excited about you know the football team playing on Saturday as well. Um, I'm I'm not I'm gonna be honest with all of you. You guys know how I feel about Arizona football. You know that I love Arizona football, and I am excited about basketball game. But I'm very I just cannot wait for Saturday. Anyway, that's another podcast that we will be doing. Tomorrow, um, let's start at point guard. Is the most important matchup of the game point guard? 
Jason, uh, as you text Michael Luke, who somehow cannily knows when we're recording and starts texting <laughs> you like crazy. I'm sure he's going to start calling in a minute. I'm not. I'm texting someone else. Uh-huh. It's I your am. It's your work wife, Michael Luke. No, I'm texting someone else. Here, who I'll even show you. Who is it? Um, I got someone at the Kansas, at the ASU game sending me funny photos. Oh, okay. Well, that ASU is, fan that crying is funny. on the big screen. While we're recording this, Bobby Hurley is <laughs> having a meltdown and uh, all these ASU fans are losing their minds because they're losing badly. And it's glorious. Uh, so I, I think you can make an argument, and this is one of the matchups. So, so let me be clear here. Like, I think that this matchup is th- – there's a lot of matchups in this game that are very close and are flexible, right? And, and what I mean by that is, like, Kylan Boswell could guard Proctor or he could guard – Roach, right? Like it's you know it, it's it's going to be interesting to see who he guards. So it's hard to say is it the most important matchup. Um, let's assume based on physical attributes and all that um, that Kylan Boswell guards Roach. All right, let's just say that because Roach takes you off the dribble and all that. Um, again, not definite. Like wouldn't surprise me either way. I don't really know. Um, my guess is actually we see a variety. Like, we see all of them. We see Jaden Bradley get in there defensively and all that. Um, you know, we see different stuff. Um, so, I, I, I will say this. I think Kylan Boswell's play is very important. Um, you know, it, it, and the reason I say that is because, you know, when, when you're playing Duke, your point guard is is a big deal, Right. And Jeremy Roach is a guy where he he takes you off the dribble, um, and 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 Proctor does it. Proctor's bigger, um, patient, and all that. Um, you know, with with Boswell, like I don't see a scenario, or I should say, it's not very likely that if Boswell doesn't play well, Arizona is able to win this game. I think if you're going to Duke, you need good play out of your point guard. Um, I'm not a big Jeremy Roach guy. I don't think he's that good. Um, you know, to me, he's, he's a role player that happens to start a little bit, you know, and that might seem kind of negative, but, um, you know, he, he takes a lot of shots for Duke or he did last year, for instance, and, um, he's a good passer and all that, but he's not like some dominant, like he shot 32% in conference play from three last year. Um, he's not some guy where you're like, you know, oh crap. There's, you know, Duke has Jeremy Roach. What are we going to do about him? That's more of Proctor, right? And, and when you look at him um, last year, and again, you, and here's the thing also, like you never know how much a guy improves from season to season. Um, for instance, you take Roach and he averaged 13.6 points a game. Is, is that going to jump to 15? Is that going to go down? Whatever. Um, but he only shot 42%. Uh, he's a 34% three-point shooter. He only goes to the line two times a game. Uh, he averages three assists to two turnovers. So, like, his numbers aren't crazy. Um, it, 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 I don't want to say he's bad. He's not bad by any means. But um, this is a situation where I, I do think Boswell can outplay him. And I'm also curious how Duke approaches it. Like, does Duke put him or, or, or does Duke put Proctor on Boswell and try to shut that down? Do they trust Roach defensively on Love? Um, do they put Jared McCain and, and mix it up with Sean Stewart, et cetera? This game is very intriguing as we go down the line because of the 
variety of matchups that we're going to see. And it's it's going to be a lot of, of chess, you know, who's guarding who type of deal. Mm. Chess. Okay. I'm not good at chess. Have... You ever play chess? Yeah, I love chess. I used to play it back in the day on like Yahoo Chess. How'd it go? I was actually pretty good. I'm really good at hearts. Yeah, you are. I'm like... It's very strategic, too. I'm very good. I think hearts sometimes can be harder than chess, too. I I learned how to play hearts. Shout out uh, Camper Ma, my people. (laughs) I I learned learned how to play hearts, actually, from uh, Donna and my grandparents. So, uh, yeah. It's a fun game if you haven't tried it. Um, Moving on to the not heart and chess podcast. Um, as a shooting guard, what do you expect from Senor Love? It is really funny that Caleb Love transfers to a school that Duke is playing at a conference, and Duke fans are probably like, oh, we got rid of Caleb Love. And then, uh, as it turns out, you, uh, you did not get rid of Caleb Love, right? Caleb Love, uh, you know, I, I, the one, I, I will say, concern, and I'm not that concerned, but I feel like I should say that I'm concerned, uh, the one concern that you would have is he's saying, okay, this is my last time facing Duke. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to shoot and uh, I'm going to try to really get, you know. Showboat. Right. And so when you look at him overall against Duke in his career, uh, he shoots 40%, 30% from three. Um, he's actually gotten to the line quite a bit. He has his, you know, it, it's 124 points in seven games. So he's averaging. I'm bad at math. What is that? 18 points a game, 17 mm-hmm. points a game on 40% shooting. So he's not awful by any means. But, um, you know, he's he's been successful against Duke in the past. And, again, you worry, like and, – and I worry less about it with Tommy Lloyd, um, to be honest. I, I don't worry about it a ton with Tommy that Caleb's going to go in and say, I'm going to put up 20 shots in this game and revert back to, um, you know – His old ways. Right. Um, I, I, I'm not going to do that, but – um, you know, I, I think the, uh, I think overall, you know, you want him to play efficiently. You want him to get to the rim. You want him to use that emotion and harness it in a positive way. Um, and, and you want him to be able to like, look at the end of the day, Kyle Boswell has never been to Duke. Like none of these guys have ever been to Duke. So maybe you rely a little bit on Caleb Love to calm him down and, and be a leader. And we'll see how he emerges. Cause again, I know we bring up Kerr every time, but Kerr would get carried away in the emotions of a game very often. And sometimes it was good, but most of the time it was very bad. We you it's wanna like see playing with fire. You wanna see Caleb Love use that emotion, because I guarantee you this is an emotional game for him, and use it in a positive way. And again, like if you have him on Proctor, Proctor's really, really good, but he's nothing like Roach. Like Roach is quicker to the basket, Proctor's more methodical when they run the offense and all that and then what does duke do defensively as well do they put proctor on him etc so the backcourt to me um is a very intriguing and and relatively even matchup probably okay um i'm looking forward to uh caleb love just annihilating at some point in this game right in front of the people that didn't want him anymore. I think that's a great storyline, but that's just me. Um, Do you think Pella guards Jeremy Roach, and what's that matchup potentially going to be like? Yeah, so, I mean, 
Again, like, this is another one, Shelby. <laughs> like, another one. Does he guard Jeremy Roach or does he guard uh, McCain? I, my guess is he guards Jared McCain. Um, but that's a matchup, like, if I'm Duke, that's a that might be the, the roughest matchup for me. Because McCain does not, like, Pella is bigger. Pella is stronger. Pella is better right now. Veteran, all that. I think that's a rough matchup for Duke. So do they play Stewart a little bit more? Do they play Mitchell a little bit at the three? Like, there's you're moving around um, and things like that. Because like at the end of the day, like I, I think Jared McCain is really good. Um, do they play Foster at six, five, a little bit more McCain is six, three and a true freshman, Caleb Foster, six, five and a true freshman. It is very difficult for a true freshman uh, to go in there and cover Pella. Sean Stewart can play a little bit of the three, but he's not really a three man. Duke tends to play him at the four and we'll even play him uh, at the five at times. Um, so that to me, if we were looking for an advantage that that Duke could potentially have difficulty matching up with, it'd be our boy Pella. It's actually Pella. Like you could make a very legit case that Pella is the the. Um, He's a secret sauce. The, oh, calm down. Uh, the key to the game, the X factor, as you will. I like secret sauce. Uh, now he also has to guard a guy at McCain that's six three and very quick. Uh, McCain, former teammate of Colin Boswell. I hope to see those two guys guard each other at some point. Really, really good high school backcourt. But, yeah, I mean, that's also a concern. Also, you know, a 6'3 guard playing at the three, Pella, Pella's going to have to guard him. Uh, Pella's going to have to guard Caleb Foster, who's pretty quick as well. But, um, to me, if I'm Arizona, I, I would not be surprised to see uh, Arizona try to really take advantage of that matchup. Because when you go down the line, I actually think that's one of the matchups that kind of you can make a, a easy case that that's an advantage for a specific, a, or even a, just a specific team. Like, is Tyrese Proctor that much better than Caleb Love in a college basketball game? Probably not. Roach and Boswell, probably not. Um, the other guys, probably not. But Pella versus McCain, I'm, I'm giving that to Pella every day. Pella can be pesky. Pesky He's Pella. pesky Pella. Okay, um, assuming that Mark Mitchell is back, what do you think of the matchup with Kashad Johnson? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I mean, there's, there's, there's... Great answer. Uh, now, again, like, I don't know if Mitchell is playing. Uh, that is something we don't know about. If he doesn't play, um, that is going to be significant in this game. Duke still has depth, but they'll play Ryan Young, who's uh, big, slow, and white. I'm just going to say it. Um, so, you know, they could move things and, and put Young at the five, Filipowski at the four. Um, you know, maybe they bring Mitchell off the bench, whatever. We're assuming for this podcast that Mitchell is playing. Um, it is a difficult matchup, but this is why you bring in guys like Keyshaw Johnson. Like you feel significantly better with Keyshaw Johnson being able to cover Mark Mitchell. Um, if Mitchell doesn't play, what Duke is probably going to do is put in Ryan Young, who's 6'10", 240. So he's significantly bigger than Johnson by three, four inches or whatever it is. Um, but he's not athletic. He's not quick at all. Johnson shouldn't have problems with him um, in that regard. So again, going back to the theme, matchups, all that. Um, I have Johnson and Mitchell relatively even. I think they're both really good in their own right. I don't think either of them is really uh, going to take over a game. Um, that, to me, is another even matchup that I'm intrigued. But again, like we don't know, and we probably won't know until tip-off, if Mark Mitchell is playing at all. 
Ooh. Got that ankle issue. Intriguing. Ankle issues are lingering always. Um, okay, well, what is Arizona? Uh, Arizona. I just had like a brain reboot. Sorry. What is Arizona's answer for Kyle Filipowski? Filipowski, man. Filipowski. Uh, Kyle Filipowski is really, really good. Right. Yeah. Like, there's nothing like, I'm going to. He's gonna... so good. I can't say his last name. Yes. Uh, no respect. Shelby has no respect for Kyle Filipowski. She doesn't nope. even want to pronounce his name right. Uh, we're not going to sit here and, and pretend like he's not good. As a freshman, uh, he averaged 15 points a game, shot 44% from the field. Um, I will say this. If I'm Arizona, I'm actually backing off Filipowski. And we've seen Tommy Lloyd do that multiple times last season, where if Filipowski wants to take a long jumper... Let him do it. Let him do it. And if he's hitting, you just tip your hat. Because he shot 28% from three last season. He's not a long-range shooter. You want him shooting jumpers. Like, you, you just do. And if you're Arizona and Filipowski is willing to shoot the jumpers that you give him, um, you go ahead and do it. He, he scored in double digits nearly every game. Uh, Virginia, he was terrible. Five turnovers. He actually went scoreless. Um, but, like, against North Carolina, 22-13, he's had games, you know, we had 29 against Virginia Tech. Like, he's had some good games, and he's had some stinkers. And it's not a coincidence that the stinkers are usually when he shoots too many threes. Like, against Wake Forest, when they lost that game last year in December, he was 4-14, and six of the 14 shots were from three. He didn't make any of them, right? Uh, you know, and, and his performance is, like, against Kansas in his third game, he was 6 of 18. Well, six of those shots were from three. He had 17 points and 14 rebounds, but they lost. He can sometimes not be as aggressive and choose to take the threes. Um, you know, Tennessee was another one. He was 6 of 16 from the field, uh, 0 of 5 from three. You can also, last season there were games, he turned the ball over quite a bit for a, for a big. And, and, and Arizona's bigs turned the ball over a lot, but a lot of that is is system play. Um, he, he's very good, but if I'm, if I'm Arizona, uh, I'm probably backing off Filipowski. And there's one thing, like when you look at the talent of Duke, you would assume that they got to get up and down the court. They don't. Their tempo last season was 298. Uh, they are not a fast team in any way, shape or form. They rebound the ball. They don't foul a lot. They were good defensively. Um, but they, they weren't like. I mean, they were good last year, but... They're not fast. Right. They're, it, it's, it's very differing styles of play, which maybe we're not paying enough attention to is, is how different it is. But if I'm Arizona, I'm, I'm throwing Umar, I'm throwing Krevis, but I'm not afraid to give Filipowski a foot inside the, the three-point line and saying, look, man, if you want to hit a long two or a three from the top of the arc, go for it. And if you hit it, tip of the hat. We're moving on. Yeah. And Arizona will be in transition, and they're, they already have scored. By the time Duke is down the court, hopefully we're running him off the court. That would be a good strategy. Um, knowing all of this stuff, what is Arizona's path to victory? To me, it's really with the guards. Uh, I think the bigs are going to get theirs. Like, I think Umar's going to get his. I think Johnson's going to play fine. That guard matchup has to be as close to even or advantage Arizona um, or Arizona will lose. Right, like if, if, if Arizona's guards do not play well, Arizona's going to lose that game. I, I just don't see a scenario where if they play, um, you know, whatever. But 
can't you can't turn the ball over twenty five times at Duke. You know you can't you got to shut that crowd up. Like you can't start slowly uh, and and assume that you're going to come back from fifteen points. You got to rely on the guys that you came to rely. Like Pella needs to step up. Love needs to step up. You got to assume. And I'm not saying this is a guarantee, but you got to assume, like, for instance, K.J. Lewis isn't going to have a great game. Freshman, second game of his career at Duke. You just got to assume. It's a little scary. Right? Could be a surprise, but I'm just saying, like, you got to assume. Uh, You got to assume that Philly B isn't going to get a lot of minutes. Um, You know, you got to ask for a little bit more from Jaden Bradley. That would be nice. But you got to rely on those guys that have been in those situations before to get you through the tough times. Because a tough time on the Duke, on the road against Duke, with the inevitable bad calls that Arizona is going to see as well. Like that is a thing. When you play at Cameron, you're going to see some shit calls and Arizona needs to be able to recover from that and, and not get too involved with that. But, um, you know, to me, it's going to come down to guard play. Okay. Well, what is your prediction? I've gone back and forth on this. I know you have. Uh, a lot. Uh, this is a game where if it was at McHale, I'd pick Arizona. It's not at McHale's second game of the year. Um, I think it is going to be a very, very, very high-level good basketball game. Uh, I really do. Like, I think these are two of the best teams in the country, and we're going to see it. And we should all be thankful that is the second game of the year. And when all these other teams are playing the local high school, Arizona's going on the road. Like, I, I can't stress enough how rare it is. And credit to Duke. It's not a coincidence that Duke agreed to this when Coach K left. That is not a coincidence. You do not see home and homes. It is very rare. And a home and home on this level with Arizona going to Duke and then Duke coming to McHale, both teams deserve a ton of credit. If Arizona loses this game, it is not the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination. And if Duke loses, it's not the end of the world for them. Fan bases may treat it that way, but but it's really not. I just think you're asking a lot to go to Cameron your second game of the year with some younger guys that you rely on. I know Krebus has international experience. He's still young. Uh, you know, KJ Lewis is still young. Um, you know, it, Kylan Boswell had minutes and played in big games last year, but this is kind of a, a different animal. I think you're asking a lot. Uh, I'm picking Duke 76 to 73. Boo. I cannot believe you. I know. Whatever, Mr. Reality. Um, obviously, I have different feelings. What, what? I believe that Arizona will win in a close game. I believe Arizona will win 75, Duke 71. And um, I think that they are going to step up and surprise everyone with their poise on the road. I dig. There you go. I'm not going to say any more other than um, I hate Duke. And good luck, Wildcats. We're excited because it is the second game of the season. It's a, you know, it's exciting. I had like three or four coworkers at work come up to me today and talk about this game. Like, I was, I wish I was more of an expert because, you know, they wanted to know what I thought, and I just said Arizona's going to win. I'm Boom. very excited for these next 48 hours or whatever. It's, I know. It, I, no matter what happens, I will say this: what a great time it is. To, to be, be a wildcat. Yeah. I mean, you're you're talking a high-level basketball game, a football team that's doing well. Uh, I'm saying that also as a lead-in because we have 50% off an annual subscription. Uh, I believe it ends today, actually, Thursday. So make sure you sign up. But 
seriously, like signing day, Jamari Phillips and Emmanuel Steven are expected to sign on Thursday. Zoom Diallo is deciding at any minute. Football recruiting is about to have a major explosion, major uptick that I can't get into, but I, I'm telling you, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, uh, it's a great day, great time, great adventure to be a Wildcat. Yep. Bear Shelby? down. Bear yeah. down. Shelby and I have a question that we forgot to ask in the podcast. If you have kids, you ever just go for a ride and like park in a parking lot and sit there quietly for... And drink your Starbucks. Yeah, just hang out. And just ignore your texts from your kids yeah. for like five minutes. And then take the super long way home or is that just us? Yeah, we're just asking for just some curious, friends. Just, just curious, wondering. Just wondering. 